Hey friends, it's Rick Renner and I'm still in the car in traffic. So thankful for GPS. I consult it all the time when I'm driving because it knows how to get me where I need to go faster and how to avoid problems on the road. It makes me think of Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 and 6. It says, trust in the Lord and lean not under your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct your paths. I believe that. He's directed me all my life. Hey, if I can depend on GPS, for sure we can depend on the Holy Spirit because he's a lot more faithful than a machine at a computer. And the Holy Spirit knows everything in your future. He knows how to get you where you need to go a lot faster, and He knows how to help you avoid every problem along the way. And if you'll listen to the Holy Spirit, He will lead you and He will direct your paths. And that is what I'm going to talk to you about today. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Welcome to today's program. My name is Rick Renner. My friend, it's the end of the week. This week has just gone like that. We've been studying about recalculating or how to get back on track if we've messed up along the way. And in the introduction to today's program, I gave you the example of GPS. Isn't GPS a blessing? How in the world did we live before the days of GPS? But now we have GPS in our phones. We have it in our car. It tells us where to go, what to avoid. It tells us where there's a catastrophe or an accident along the road so we can get around it, how to circumvent problems, and how to get where we're going the very fastest and easiest way. Isn't GPS a blessing? Well, if we trust a telephone or a computer program, how much more should we trust the Holy Spirit who lives inside us? He is the ultimate GPS. And we saw on Monday's program that Jesus himself had to trust the leadership of the Holy Spirit. In John chapter 16, verse 13, Jesus said, Howbeit when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you. And I told you that that word guide is a translation of the Greek word odegas, and it describes a tour guide or one who leads you on an excursion. And dear friend, the Holy Spirit has already been in your future. He knows everything in front of you. He knows God's will for your life. He knows God's divine destination for you. He knows every attack the enemy will ever plan. And if you let the Holy Spirit be your GPS, he'll circumvent every attack and he'll give you a pleasurable experience and get you where you're supposed to go in the fastest and the most enjoyable route possible. He is our guide. Then we saw in Tuesday's program that we can be led by the Spirit of God. And that word led in Romans chapter 8, verse 14 is a translation of the Greek word ago, an agricultural term which means to lead an animal by a dangling rope as the farmer pulls or tugs. And it's the picture of the Holy Spirit out front in front of us. In fact, the Greek actually says, as many as by the Spirit of God are being led. It puts the Holy Spirit at the first of the verse and us behind the Holy Spirit like tagalongs, and he's tugging, he's pulling, he's leading us. But that word led, the Greek word agon, is also where we get the word agon, which in Greek describes a wrestling match between two wrestlers trying to throw the other to the mat. 
and we find that when the Holy Spirit is tugging on our heart and trying to lead us, often there's a wrestling that takes place between our mind and our heart, and we have to choose to let the Holy Spirit lead us and say no to that wrestle in our mind, which doesn't want to be led. Then we saw in Wednesday's program that there are six signals which can help us know that we are on track with the plan of God for our life. Then we saw in yesterday's program that there are five points to help us get back on track if we've messed up along the way. And today we're going to see practical help in recalculating. But all of this is in my brand new series called Recalculating how to get back on track if you've messed up along the way. And we all mess up along the way and need to know how to recalculate. And that's what this series is all about. And it comes with a great study guide. And today is the last day that we're offering it this week on the program. So please go online or give us a call to order yours right now. And remember that we're also offering you my book. Today is the last day this week called The Will of God, The Key to Your Success positioning yourself to live in God's supernatural power, protection, and provision. All of that can be yours if you get into the will of God and the Holy Spirit will lead you there. He's the GPS that will take you right into the heart of the will of God for your life. But this book will be such a blessing to you. And today is the last day that we're offering it on the program this week. But today we're going to see practical help in recalculating. Are you ready? Let's get started. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, the Bible promises, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. That is a divine promise. He shall direct thy paths if you trust in him with all your heart, if you lean not unto your own understanding, and acknowledge him in all your ways. He promises he will direct your path. But I have found out that most of the mistakes I've made is not because God was unfaithful to direct my path, but it's because I acted presumptuously. And that's what we find in Psalm 19, verse 13, where the writer of Psalm says, keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. A presumptuous sin is when you act without thinking, you act without praying, you act without being led, just assuming that you're headed in the right direction. And very often it leads you into a mess that has dominion over you. And the writer of the Psalm says, please keep back your servant also from making these kinds of presumptuous sins. But what do you do if you've made a mess? Today I'm going to give you three simple steps, but wow, they are so powerful. Are you ready? Number one, admit that you're off course. <laughs> That's pretty smart. We saw yesterday there were five points to help you get back on track. If you didn't see yesterday's program, you need to go to the archives and see it or order the series. But number one, we saw you need to remember how God originally told you to do, how to lead you. Number two, you need to review whether you're on track or off track. Number three, you need to make an honest report to yourself and to those involved about where you are. Number four, if you're off track, you need to recalculate and revise. Number five, get back on track. But a major point was admitting that you're off course. And my friends, you can't get back on course until you admit that you are off course. And I quoted for you yesterday, Proverbs 24, verse 3 in the New Living Bible, which says, Any enterprise is built by wise planning, 
It becomes strong through common sense and profits wonderfully by keeping abreast of the facts. Facts are very, very important. Facts do not lie. And when you keep abreast of the facts of where you are, are you really doing what the Holy Spirit told you to do? It helps you know if you're on track or if you are off track. And it's foolish just to keep going in the wrong direction because you're embarrassed to admit you made a mistake. Everybody makes mistakes. And to just keep going in the same wrong direction because you're embarrassed is stupidity. My friends, you're wasting time. You're wasting money. You're wasting your talent. Turn around. Get back on track. And yesterday, I also quoted for you 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 9 and 12. And I want us to go there again. It says, for we know in part and we prophesy in part. Isn't that amazing? With all the knowledge we have and all the prophetic utterances that we have and that we make, still we know in part and we just prophesy in part. For now, Paul says, we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. One day when we see Jesus, we're going to know everything. There'll be no more ignorance in our life. We'll have full clarification of everything. But Paul says right now, with everything we know, with all the Bible, all the utterance, all the teaching we've had, we still know in part, which means we don't see everything clearly. And that's why he adds, for now we see through a glass darkly. What in the world does he mean? Well, the word glass could refer to two things. It could refer to Roman glass, or it's a Greek word that could refer to a Roman mirror. And today I bought both of them to give you an illustration. This is a slag of Roman glass. I got it in Israel in the city of Jerusalem. It's real. Romans were able to fabricate glass, but glass was very cloudy. Even though you can hold this up to the light and you can see bursts of light through it, you can't see very clearly through Roman glass. It's always a blurry image. And the Apostle Paul says, we see through a glass darkly, which means sometimes we can see bursts of light that give us direction. We see some revelation, but we don't see the full picture yet. At best, our image is blurry, or it could describe a mirror. Well, what did mirrors look like back in those days? Well, today I brought three for show and tell. This is a real mirror from the Scythians. Mirrors looked like this. One side had a little decoration, and while you were looking in the mirror, other people could see the decoration. It was a piece of metal, which was highly, highly polished. This is a real mirror from the Scythians. This one is also a Scythian mirror. They're very small. Again, one side is decorated. The other side was highly polished to be used as a mirror. And then I brought a Roman mirror. Basically, it looks the same. This is a real mirror from the time of the Romans in the first century. One side was highly, highly polished. The other side had decorations so that those who were sitting on the other side of the mirror could enjoy the view. But even if you had a mirror, it was metal that was highly, highly polished. And at best, it did not give you a clear image. You could kind of see what you needed to see, but you had to look real closely. And even when you looked real closely, it wasn't the best image because it was just highly polished metal. That is the word which Paul uses now in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 9 and 12, when he says, For we know in part and we prophesy in part, for now we see through a glass darkly. We see bursts of revelation. We see bursts of direction. 
or we're looking into that mirror trying to figure out what it is that we are to do and we can see it a little bit, but Paul says we don't see clearly, but a day's coming when we will see clearly. We'll know everything and that day will be when we see Jesus face to face. And my friend, how I'm looking forward to that day. How about you? But until we see Jesus, we're going to make mistakes simply because we're humans and we don't see everything clearly. And if you've deviated from what the Holy Spirit was leading you to do, then repent and get back on track and don't waste time wallowing in regret. That's a waste of time. It's a waste of energy, a waste of emotion. Just get back on track. But listen to what Proverbs 12 verse 15 says, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkens unto counsel is wise. Listen to counsel. And if God has told you that you're headed in a wrong direction, don't take the root of the fool. Get back on track. We're told in Proverbs chapter 28 verse 26, he that trusts in his own heart is a fool, but whosoever walketh wisely, he shall be delivered and if the Holy Spirit, God's GPS inside you is trying to help you recalculate to get back on track, it will deliver you just like this verse says. But then, if you can't seem to get back on course by yourself, then you need to ask for help. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 20, verse 18, every purpose is established by counsel and with good advice, make war. Proverbs 24 verse 6 says, For by wise counsel thou shalt make thy war, and in a multitude of counselors there is safety. And my friends, it is really the truth. In my own personal life and in our ministry, before we launch out to do what we believe we're being led to do, I seek the advice of wise counselors. And in Matthew 7 Verses 7 and 8, Jesus promises that if you ask, you'll receive. If you knock, it will be opened unto you. That is the promise of Jesus. And if you have a heart to receive wise counsel, God will give it to you. And in James 5, verse 16, there's a powerful verse that can be applied to anybody that's gotten off track. Listen to what it means. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The word confess is almost a funny word because it's a Greek word which means to say it out loud. When you've made a mistake, it's very important that you say it. Let your ears hear it. Let someone else hear it. You need to verbalize it. It means to say it out loud. It means to divulge. And it can even be translated to blurt. You know why? Because sometimes it's hard to admit that you've made a mistake. You have to work up the nerve to say it. And finally, you divulge it. You say it out loud. You blurt it out loud. And the Bible says, confess your faults. The word false here means I've missed it. I've missed the target. I've gotten off track. It says, confess your faults one to another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. The word healed is a translation of the Greek word eaomai, which really denotes a healing that comes to you gradually or over a period of time. But in our context today, it means if you're willing to confess, if you're willing to say out loud, divulge, blurt out, I've made a mistake, I've missed it, God will begin the process of healing you, fixing you, and getting you back on track. Number three, submit to the counsel of those whom you trust. In Psalm 73, verse 24, the Bible says, Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel, and afterwards receive me to glory 
It is the promise of God that he'll lead you all of his life and then take you to heaven. But listen to this. Proverbs eleven fourteen says, where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Proverbs 15, verse 22 says, without counsel, purposes are disappointed. But in the multitude of counselors, they are established. Proverbs 19 verse 26 says, hear counsel and receive instruction that thou mayest be wise in thy latter end, which means if you'll hear counsel and receive instruction, it will make you wise and it will establish your path. In Isaiah 41 verse 10, a verse that we all love to claim, it says, fear thou not for I am with thee. Be not dismayed for I am thy God. Listen to this. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. But when you come to Psalm 54, verse 4, you find out how God upholds us. Listen to what it says. Behold, God is my helper. That's where most people stop. But the rest of the verse says, The Lord is with them that uphold and strengthen me. God will put wise counselors in your life who will speak into your life. They'll speak wisdom to you. They'll uphold you. They will strengthen your soul and help you get back on track if you've made a mistake. And in Ecclesiastes 4 verses 9 and 10, the Bible wisely says, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow, but woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. We all need helpers in our life, and you need to submit to the counsel of those you trust to help you get back on track. And remember, Hebrews 13 verse 17 says, Obey them that have the rule over you. Speak to those who have a spiritual authority in your life. And the verse goes on to say, And submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls. People who love you, people who love your soul, they're concerned about you, concerned about the way you're going, concerned that you do it correctly. And if you've made a mistake, they love you. They love your soul. They want to help you get back on track. But Hebrews 13 verse 17 says, you have to submit to them and obey them. This very much depends on you. Then number four, stay steady and don't let anything get you off track. Listen to this amazing verse from Proverbs chapter four, verse 25 to 27. And this is a verse that I use regularly in my own team. Listen to what it says. Let thine eyes look right on. And let thy eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet. Let all of thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand, nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. Once a year, I take the top leaders of our ministry, those that are responsible for entire departments, and we go away for several days to pray and to seek the mind of the Lord. And during those days, I do everything with them that I've been telling you in this series. We review, we report, we make analysis, we recalculate, we get very honest before the Lord. And at the end of that time, we read this scripture. Let thine eyes look right on. We're going to look at what God has told us to do. Let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of your feet. Let all your ways be established. Turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil or quit wandering and aimlessly moving around. Stick with what God has told you to do.
And every year at the end of that meeting, we sign a document with those scriptures committing that we're going to stay on track with what God has told us to do because there are many opportunities that come along and sometimes they look like great opportunities, but they're not God opportunities that pull us off track. So we have to make sure that we're staying on track with what the Lord has told us to do. And I want to read you the words of God to Joshua in Joshua chapter one, verse seven, which has great application to what I'm teaching you today. God said to Joshua, only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do According to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee, turn not from it to the right hand nor to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. And in the same way, if the Holy Spirit is leading you, don't turn to it, not to the right hand nor to the left. Then in Joshua 1 verse 8, it goes on to say, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Or I say, the instruction that the Lord has given you has got to stay in your mind and it's got to stay in your mouth. And thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that you've been told for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. Then shalt thou have good success. And finally, in Joshua chapter one, verse nine, God says to Joshua, have I not commanded thee? And he's commanding you be strong and of a good courage. It takes strength to do the will of God. It takes courage to be led by the Holy Spirit and to stay on track. And he says, be strong and have a good courage. Be not afraid. That means you may have an opportunity to be afraid. Be thou neither dismayed, which means you may have an opportunity to be dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. That we are the only ones that can decide to stay on track. And my intention today was to give you practical help for getting back on track and recalculating if you have messed up. And we all mess up along the way because we still don't see everything perfectly. But if the Holy Spirit has revealed to you that you've gotten off track, it's time to repent for that deviation and get back on track because God has something great planned for you in your future. I'll be back in just a moment. And I want to pray for you. When we're driving down the road on our way to a destination, sometimes we can get lost. But with the help of a GPS, we're able to quickly get back on track and avoid catastrophes along the way. How did we ever live before the days of GPS? But even better than GPS, we have the Holy Spirit inside. And He is the best GPS that ever existed. If you feel you've gotten off track and lost your way, the Holy Spirit knows exactly how to help you recalculate to get back on track again. In this five-part series, Recalculating, How to Get Back on Track If You've Messed Up Along the Way, Rick Renner covers Jesus' example of trusting the leadership of the Holy Spirit, learning to listen to the Holy Spirit, six signals to help you be led by the Holy Spirit, five points to help keep you on track, practical help in recalculating to get back on track, Available in digital or physical formats, starting at just $10. This series will help you learn how to get back on track and stay on track. In addition to this teaching series, you can also get the books, The Will of God, The Key to Your Success. In this book, Rick will show you step-by-step step how to identify God's will and how to get started on the path to fulfill it. This book can be yours for only $17. Don't miss this special offer, the five-part series Recalculating and the book, The Will of God, The Key to Your Success. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. 
Hey friends and partners, this is Rick Renner. You can probably see my breath because it's minus nine here right now, but I'm standing in the new building for our Moscow TV studio. And I want to say thank you to you for all of your sacrificial giving, for being a part of our giving team. Phase one enabled us to construct this building and it is completely paid for. The building itself, the windows, the doors, all the way to the roof, even the heating system. And in phase one, we were enabled to purchase our building in Tulsa and now we have secured it. But now in phase two, we need to finish the interior of this building. We can't move into it the way that it is today. But my friends, in a very short time, we're going to have cameras working in this building and from this location, we're going to be sending teaching that people can trust to the ends of the planet. And the focus of phase two is finishing this facility. And as I told you before, it's not about buildings. It's about having a building so that we can create programming that will change people's lives. And I'm asking you to please pray about being a part of the giving team to finish phase two, which is completing the interior of this building. And I promise you, we will be so careful with every penny and every dollar you give. We understand the value of money. And we're going to pray for God to magnificently and massively multiply your giving back to you again. Thank you so much. Please become a part of our giving team to finish phase two as we complete the interior of the Moscow TV studio. My friend, I want to say thank you for spending this time with me this week as we've been studying how to recalculate if we've gotten off track. And I'm offering you my brand new series called Recalculating. How to get back on track if you've messed up along the way and everybody messes up along the way, so don't be embarrassed by that, but recalculate. Let the Holy Spirit, who is God's GPS inside you, show you how to get back on track and that's why I want you to order this series. It is just loaded with practical help about how to recalculate and get back on track if you've messed up. And it comes with a study guide. And today is the last day that we're offering you my book called The Will of God, The Key to Your Success. Please order all of these things by going online or by giving us a call. And I want to mention one more product that I believe would be so helpful to you. There's an entire series on our website called Knowing the Will of God. This is one of the most practical series for identifying God's will for your life and how to step into the will of God. It will be a blessing to you. But all of these are available on our site and you can order them by going online or by giving us a call. And please, please, please let us know how to pray for you. And I want you to know that I'm believing for God to give you a great weekend. I'm looking forward to seeing you in the next program, but I want to pray for you right now. Father, today I pray for myself and I pray for my friend. Lord, we want to do your will. And Lord, if we've gotten off track, please show us how to acknowledge it, how to self-correct and get back on track because, Lord, we know you have a good and wonderful plan waiting for us. So help us to get there in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Remember, Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there really is power. Thank you for watching this broadcast. For more information on product resources or to learn how you can partner with this ministry, please connect with us at renner.org. Also, please be sure to visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.